0: what God's got set aside for His people. Oh, what a a more joyful people we would be. That's what He wants from His people. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we talked about that a little bit this morning. But it is good to see everybody here this morning. We are here specifically for the reason to set aside Brother Dean Pruitt and ordain him into the ministry of being a deacon of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A calling that... Once upon a time, I was blessed to be called for and and walk the same path that you walked. So, uh, if you look down, you'll see my footstep, Brother Dean. And, and I'm telling you, it's 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 a great time to know that you're able to serve serve God's people. That's what it's all about. To be the spiritual leader of not only just for the church, but for Christ. That's what it's all about. So at this time, I would like to ask Sister Cheryl, if she would, to, to read the minutes before we set, set aside Brother Dean, and we'll get these festivities
1: started.
0: Sister Cheryl.
1: September 13, 2020, New Liberty Baptist Church met for a regular monthly business meeting called the Lord of Moderator. Tony, Key made motion to set aside Dean is deacon, second by Clarence Lynch. motion is carried. Moderator, Reverend Keith Lutner, Church Clerk, Cheryl
0: You've heard the reading. The time we set aside, Brother Dean. At this time, I would like to form the council, if we will. We are going to go out this door right here. Those who wants to be on the on the council, yes. Yeah, we could. Let's let's, let's do that before we go back. Uh, but the those who's going to sit on the council will will exit out these doors here and then go back to back fellowship building. During that time, uh, uh, we have Sister Kim and Sister Maumaw. They're going to do some. They're going to do some songs for us. And and I know you're going to receive a blessing from that. So before we do that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Okay, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this day that you've given us. You you brought us to the throne of grace and blessed us with all that you've done to us and for the church and for your people. We thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, It's been many years since this church has done this and we're so happy and thankful that we're able to walk down that trail again uh, to have someone ordained into your ministry. What a blessing it is. We pray for everyone that's here today. We pray that they have a joyous time with the Lord uh, because that's what this is about, uh, to have a joyful occasion with the Lord. We pray that those who will bring the message today that that He'll bless us and all that He does. Father, we love You. Thank You for sending Your Son to the cross for the remission of our sins. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. And amen. If you will, those who want to sit on the council, let's exit out this door and we'll go out in the fellowship building and, and, and do what business we need to do. And Sister Kim and is going to do the music.
2: I'd rather be true to his holy
0: The council has been back taking care of God's business. Uh, We have set aside those that were voted by each and every one of us to have a part in this ordination. So at this time, I would like to ask Brother Chris Lynch, who was nominated as her clerk, to let the church know uh, who them people were. Brother Chris. The
3: foreign council has nominated as moderators, Reverend Keith Butner. Clerk, Rev. Chris Lynch, Quizmaster, Tony Key, Ordination Prayer, Rev. Clarence Lynch, Present the Manual of the Bible to Eugene Flanagan, Preach the Charge, Rev. Tim Indebarger, and the Benediction Prayer, Rev. Wesley Percival.
0: Thank you, Brother Chris. At this time, I would need a motion from the church to set the council aside. Do I hear a motion in a second?
1: I'll make the motion,
0: we have a motion from Ray Carver. here, second. I second. Jeremy Lynch has a second. If uh, Brother Dean and Sister Margie will come down, uh, Brother Tony will, who is our quiz master, will quiz you.
1: That's your heart.
4: Thank you, Your <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's great pleasure that I get to do this. Well, see, man. Young man, I really know quite well, being he's my son-in-law. Yes, yeah, he yeah. He's also come a long way and he's worked for the little Yes, he uh, has. Very it's very been a long time since I've done this. I don't know, probably 14, 15 years. And uh, the last three people that we brought up here was... Uh, Les Turner, and I don't know Les, not with us anymore, but I'm sure he's probably still working for the Lord. The second was Brother Chris Lynch, who was young but made a real good deacon. Yes, he did. And went on to actually call for prayer. He's now our youth pastor here at the church. Called to preach, I should have said. The third one was a rascal named Keith Buckner. <laughs> he made a good deacon too, but he also went on to answer the call to preach, and he is our pre- preacher and pastor here at New Liberty. So, uh, kind of going on that tree, and, Dave, you want to announce your call to preach? <laughs> <laughs> no. we, can, we, can, we can take care of this just as far as you can. We can take care of you We're just knocking out flies, <laughs> <laughs> A little funny bit. Now we need to get down to serious business. you am going to be in dig into Sarah yes, yes, And I know you have a good job working over the bridge, but you're going to be working with somebody even bigger than that. That's. Anyway, you're going to be working for the Lord now, and uh, he holds you to a much higher standard, but uh, I think you're all ready for it, and so we'll just do a little bit of this business and get on with it. Don't worry about the baby. We love hearing them cry. That's part of it. Uh, Sister Margie, I know you've been dreading this, but would you like to give us your testimony, please?
2: When I was 16 years old, we were having service one night, Uh, we had a group up here singing, and they were singing The Greatest of All Miracles, and I was
1: sitting, I was a teenager, of course, I was on the very back pew, on the end, and I sit there and I was actually recording it, I still have the
5: tape to this day, I was recording the music. And I thought that I had been saved at 14. I joined the church and did everything like
1: I was supposed to do.
4: But listening to that song that night,
1: I realized that I had
4: not experienced that miracle. And I wanted Jesus in my life for real. So I came up that night and I was saved. Amen. Amen. Yes, that's good. Hallelujah. That wasn't hard, was it? (laughs) Brother Dean, we'd all love to hear your testimony if you get it.
6: When I was nine years old as a little boy, I went to church with my mama and papa. They come kind of got me every week to go to church. Something was pricking my heart. I told my mama, I said, Mama, something's going on. I don't know what it is. I said, I think God's help trying to tell me something. His, the preacher was preaching heaven or hell. And I told my mama, I said, I do not want to go to hell mom. I don't want to burn anything.
3: So that, that morning I went up and the
1: good lord above saved my soul. And I asked him to Amen. save my soul.
4: We've all got one and they're all special. Always Amen. proud to give her testimony. Mm-hmm. you really had it pretty easy. <laughs> I remember when I was uh, set aside to be a deacon I had a bunch of uh, good deacons but they were <laughs> rascals. I mean I could remember Eugene Flanagan and Scotty Hill and I think uh, Larry Campbell and uh, I had a couple more Kenny, Bob, Kenny. Bob Childress and who? Kenny. Yeah Kenny Edmonds. They all scared me to death. I mean they told me I had to remember all the 18 articles of faith, you know, and I had to be able to quote uh, the church uh, covenant and said there might even be some initiation going on. We didn't know, but anyway, I just turned it over to the Lord and everything went just great. I'm sure yours will too. So just a few questions for you. I'll try to do this just off of my head, but my head ain't all that good. And I may have to go to the book. But one of the first things is Baptist believers, we believe in in the Holy Bible. We believe that it was divinely inspired and written and uh, God is its author and it uh, has truth, no error for all its matter and that it gives us the basic instructions that we need to go on and find salvation and uh, be saved and uh, reach heaven one day. Do you believe that to be true, Dean? Okay, you know it says that uh, kind of a cliche, the B I B L E is the basic instruction before leaving Earth, and we need to follow those instructions to be sure we go where we need to go. Uh, a lot of people believe in Buddha, Muhammad, Allah, Scientology, and some people don't believe anything, but we as Baptists believe there's only one true God. His name's Jehovah, and uh, He's the Maker. And the ruler of earth
1: yes.
4: and heaven, he he made it all, and he's in charge of it all. And uh, we believe in the Godhead, there's three persons. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They're all one person and doing different duties for salvation. Do you believe that? There's only one God? Yes. Okay. Salvation. Salvation, we believe, is... Given only by the grace of God. Your mother and daddy couldn't get it for you. Uh, Pastor Keith can't preach you into heaven. You can't buy your way. And uh, you can't even earn your way through your works. There's only one way, and that's through the grace of God, through your repentance and believing in your son Jesus Christ as our Savior. Do you believe that? Hey, I see. You. We believe in baptism. We believe baptism is a submersion in water that represents Jesus going through the the death and burial and being resurrected on that third day, victorious over hell, the grave, and especially sin. And we believe that when we go into baptistry, we go down as the old sinner and we're raised up with all our sin forgiven. Do you believe that? And we also believe in partaking of the Lord's Supper. When Jesus was in the upper room, he told his disciples that as often as you do this, and, you know, we here do it every three months quarterly. Some people do it semi-annually, or some may do it every month but, or every week. But as often as we do that, we remember that uh, this is Jesus telling them, when he break the bread, this is my body that I give for you. And the same thing, and he uh, passed out the wine, and he said, this is my blood that I shed freely for you, remission of your sins. Do you believe that? Okay. uh, There's 18 of these things, but uh, civil government, that's a good one for nowadays. You know, uh, it says that uh, we're supposed to or that civil government is good for the maintaining of our society and that we are supposed to follow it as best we can we're supposed to obey the ones that are above us and in charge of us except in all things contrary to Christ his word and his laws are always first do you believe that? Mm. Uh, lastly I think it might have been the last one uh, we believe that we believe that the end of the world is coming, and then on those last days, Jesus is going to come back, and he's going to create a great separation between the righteous and the wicked. We believe that the uh, righteous will be judged for everlasting eternity with, with Jesus and God in heaven. And we believe that the wicked will be judged and sent to the lake of fire to spend eternity in hell. Do you believe that? Now, they slots more to all these things that I read you, but I just kind of hit the highlights. Brother Moderator, Presbytery, I'm satisfied. Good job. job. Council?
0: Church? Are you happy with the answers that Brother Dean and Sister Marjorie give to this council and church?
7: Amen. Amen.
0: It brings back old memories, let me tell you. (coughs) At this time, we're going to have the uh, ordination prayer, and then Brother Dean, if you would come down here, we're going to have the laying of hands. But before before we do this, uh, Brother Clarence Lynch, if you, will do that huh? last. No, just uh, uh If you would stand up and, and give us ordination prayer,
4: please.
6: You know, I'm going to say first off that i counted as an honor to be able to do this i know dean for a long time i prayed with dean we've uh, got a little baby that we prayed for for years uh, came to a point that about ready to give up tried everything in a book then they decided you know let's just trust god and they learned the hard way. <laughs> Sometimes that's what we do, don't we? We go in a roundabout way before we start trusting God. Not saying that they didn't, but, you know, everybody tell them this and they tell them that. Do this, do that. But God says, do this. Prayer is something that's very, very important. Our day society says it's not essential anymore. Day society says it doesn't work anymore. Today, society says you ought to just do away with prayer. Prayer is still the thing that changes things. Prayer is what we still stand on today. If we quit praying, our world's going to perish. Yeah. Our world's going to come to an end basically because the devil's going to take over. He is trying his best right now to take over. We're. Dean's fixing to take on something that started in the Bible years ago. The widows was being neglected. The childrens, the orphans were being neglected. And the people was getting upset. And they approached the apostles and said, you need to do something. And the apostle says, pick you up seven men full of the Holy Ghost. And put them in charge of that. And you know what? They picked out a man. Later on, they wished they hadn't picked out because he stood up for the right. Stephen stood there. He told them when they was wrong. He told them when they was right. He, buddy, that slap put it out. And I want Dean to know he's standing as a soldier in the battle for this church. Amen. And he needs to stand strong. Even though that some might go against him, even some though might not agree with him, he stands on the word as Stephen did. Stephen went all the way, even to be stoned, but he still he never backed off. And this is what I know that Dean will do. I believe Dean will stand for us. Okay, dear Heavenly Father, we come Amen. to you today, Lord Father, to ordain. Lord, we're just a group of people. Lord, Father, we come together in agreement, Lord, Father, for this brother. Lord, as they did that in those days, they stood and they laid their hands upon Stephen. Lord, Father, they prayed and they asked and they desired that you, Lord, Father, would fill him and that with the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, that you would adorn that, Lord, Father, uh, Stephen. We were pray, Lord, Father, that you would anoint Dean here this morning. We pray that, Lord, Father, that you would anoint this service. Lord, Father, in a great and mighty powerful way. Lord, Father, that the power of God will be revealed here this morning. Lord, Father, in a great way. Lord, Father, that they be able to understand and realize that God still exists today. God is still on the scene today. God is still doing the things today. Lord, well, we need to pray that, God, I believe, I trust in you, that, Lord, Father, you're going to do what needs to be done here today. Lord, Father, we can't do anything without you. Lord, Father, we trust in you, Lord, Father, to do all things. I pray, God, today, Lord, Father, to lay your hands, Lord, as we'll go around and lay our hands upon But Lord, Lord, Father, we pray. That you lay your hands upon this service upon each and every one. Lord Father in this service. Thank you, Lord Father, for the great power and the authority that you have given us today. For it's in the name of Jesus that I pray.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you for At this time, counsel, if you would, let's come around one at a time, and we've already signed the Coordination paper. Let us lay hands on Brother Dean. This is a special occasion (coughs) that he'll never forget. This time, uh, Brother Eugene, if you would, we'd like to have the presentation of the Bible to Brother Dane. And I know Eugene's got <coughs> fine words to put with this, so,
1: Brother Eugene.
7: This is a great honor. Yes, you all. This family's always been dear to my heart. And uh, well, I, I can okay tell you how much love I have for this family. I, this is not the presentation of the Bible. I've got something I want to read. Uh. Yes. Uh, this hangs on my wall at home. And... Uh, this family gave it to me thirty years ago, I guess. Blessing Jesus Psalms eighty four I'm sorry. Uh, says, Behold our God, O God, our shield. And look upon the face of thy anointed; For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house yeah, of my God man, than, man. than the well and the tents yeah. of wickedness. Amen, amen, amen. This is a the most precious thing that we have of God is His holy word.
1: Yes.
7: Yes. Uh, that's not a thing, not a, a problem, not a question that you'll ever have that cannot be answered yes. to you, yes. so you, you concentrate and you study this word and it will lead you amen it'll guide you amen. and it will never send you in a wrong direction the woman with essence of man
6: yeah.
7: you'll go the wrong way yeah. always trust god
1: amen. and amen. always
7: put your trust and faith in him yes sir i love you brother
1: yes. <laughs> you. Amen. 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 amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Eugene. I love your heart. You know, it is special times like that one that Dean will remember for a long, long time. Indeed, he's right. That weapon you have in your hand can defeat anything that this whole world's going to throw at you.
3: Right. Amen.
0: Uh, the world's not going to be doing, not going to be doing anything to you that that you can't defeat that whip in your hand I pray that you that you take that and apply it to your life if you'll do that there will be no problems
1: mm-hmm.
0: get it healed out yeah. praise God praise God at this time I guess it's time for Brother Tim to preach the charge and yeah you'll stay right there <laughs> yeah. yeah we don't want you to get too far here's the good part <laughs> Brother Tim if you would please do us the honor one more time to preach our charge if you were here today.
5: I wear this for one reason today, and that's for your sake. With your permission, I'd like to take it off while I preach. Is that okay? Uh, I know I look better with it on, <laughs> but I feel better with it off. Um, I've been with our church family, and then we all go so many other places. I look around, and and, uh, no disrespect to whether you choose to wear them or whether you don't, but uh, I know we've all had to find our own place in this journey, and I'm thankful most of all, whether you choose to or not, that we all still love and respect each other and just make our way through this dark season as best as we know how. Uh, I don't know when I've enjoyed myself any more than I have since I've been here today. It's been a blessing to me, and us pastors, every once in a while it does us a whole world of good to just get uh, among other people and, and just enjoy the good presence of the Lord and be a part of something special. Uh, and I believe today that we have been called of God to be a part of something special. Uh, and I hope and pray that you'll understand and, and sense the significance of the depth of what this hour is all about. Uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Brother Keith, you've done a wonderful job uh, for your first ordination. It hasn't showed. You've done a great job handling it. I do want to say this. I have never enjoyed a quiz master anymore. And I mean that with all my heart. And the reason I say that is because he was just himself. It was a very personal experience. I have stood and and watched men get up. Uh, And he talked about the 18 articles of faith. I have been in ordination services where they read them verbatim. You want to talk about hard to sit through, brother, I'm here to tell you. That's a hard thing to endure. Uh, it gets pretty stuffy and it gets pretty official. Uh, I like the personal touch so much better as you just shared your heart, took us to a little place. All the way down to the sweet hymns that you played, uh, Miss Helton, while we were worshiping. Uh, and I want you to know, you might as well have, have, have reached out and said, uh, little preacher, let me take your hand and I want to lead you to a sweet special place for just a few minutes. As she played those hymns, the Lord took me back to my ordination. Uh, and that's been a long time ago. It's been 30 years this year. Uh, and what a time that was. And as you played those hymns, He, he knelt me back down on that altar and brother, the sweetest part of my whole experience and I'm thankful for the love the quiz master showed me. I'm grateful for the charge that was preached and stirred my heart with all the love of heaven. Uh, But when it come time for me to kneel down and all my brothers come around and for those of you that don't know what we were doing, Uh, we were just encouraging him. That's all. Just sharing our heart. Just a few words and I know I may not should have let that big secret out, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, because We don't have any special anointing. Uh, We didn't anoint him today. The Lord's already done that. Uh, And he'll prove that to you as the years go on. Uh, You're going to know real quick whether or not you made a mistake. Either he'll be a knucklehead and walk out into the world and do whatever he wants to do and never listen to the Holy Spirit of God and just do whatever he pleases and tear this church all to pieces and be the biggest headache your pastor's ever had uh, and he'll pray every night for the God in heaven to forgive him uh, for ever thinking about the day that he chose to ordain Brother Dean as a deacon. But I don't believe that's going to happen. I'm I'm just confident in my heart that's not going to happen. The biggest reason I'm confident in my heart that that's not going to happen is not because of my love and confidence in Keith and Kathy Butner. It's not because I have a long-running history with New Liberty Baptist Church. And by the way, that ordination service you mentioned, I believe you said 14 years ago, uh, that's the last time I preached the charge here. Uh, And I'm just as excited today as I was back then, Uh, more important than anything else. And I want to ask you something today. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to let you choose. Had you rather me preach you a message about how to work as a deacon or how to be a deacon? I'm going to let you pick the message today. Would you rather me preach a message to you how to do the work of a deacon or how to be a deacon? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to let you pick what God's. <laughs> I'm not going to let you pick what God's, told me to pre- what, what God's told me to preach to you. But I am going to share something with you before we get into the message. And uh, it's awfully easy. And I respect any man that does what I'm about to, what I'm about to do for just a moment, okay? Uh, for just a moment, I'm going to tell you how to do the work of a deacon. Uh, and, and it's found in the first book of Timothy, chapter number 3. And I, I'm sure, brother... Surely that you've already looked at this. When I share this with you today, I'm hoping and praying this is not the first time you've ever heard these words. And it says this, in chapter 3, verse number 8, it says, Likewise must the deacons be grave, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience, and let those things also be first proved. Then let them use the office of a deacon being found blameless." Hang on, sis. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanderous, sober, faithful in all things. Let the deacon be the husband of one wife, ruling their children and their own houses well. For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchase to themselves a good decree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 Now there's a reason I'm not going to preach that message to you today. That would have been one of the choices. That's how to do the work of a deacon. The reason I'm not going to preach that to you today is because I believe that New Liberty Baptist Church, your pastor, your deacon board, and all your other family here at this church has already done their job. Because one of the things that it says to do in that passage that I just read to you is that he first must be proved. Now that doesn't mean he must first be tried. It doesn't mean that you've got to be examined and everything's got to be analyzed to make sure you're worthy of being a deacon. But what that means is is that it's their charge before they ever come to you and ask you to be a deacon to examine and observe your life. The Lord said, Seek ye out from among yourselves seven men of good report. Uh, And it goes on and tells us all the things that we need uh, to be in the hearts of men that are going to serve our churches as deacons. Uh, And I believe with all my heart, New Liberty Baptist Church, has already done that. So that mission's already been fulfilled. And since that mission's already been fulfilled and they've already went to the process and already uh, come to this point where we're at the ordination service today and they have asked you to be one of their deacons, uh, then I'm going to believe that everything else in this chapter that I just read to you also has already been fulfilled. Uh, They have already found you worthy. Uh, They have already examined. Uh, They have already proven as the Bible tells us to do. uh, And make sure that they come alongside you uh, and assure that you You are ready for this day because today, when we leave here, Brother Keith is going to ask this presbytery if they find you sound in the faith. And then he's going to turn to the church and he's going to say, do you accept the work of the presbytery that's been set before you? And will you accept, Brother Dean, as an ordained deacon? They're going to say yes, happy hallelujah, glory be unto the Lord. You're going to be a deacon. Too late then. It's like the wedding day. I tell people before I ever mail off that marriage certificate, you better change your mind now because after this, once I drop this in the mailbox, changing your mind gets really expensive. And brother, if we ain't already there by this time, everything that you all do from this day forward is going to be really costly to the church. It's going to be a hard battle. It's going to be a hard journey to be on. I'm here to tell you, I have pastor friends that will not ordain deacons. Now, I, I, They can say what they want to about deacons because there's a bunch of pastors that probably aren't, aren't being ordained to. I'm here to tell you, either the Lord's in this thing or He's not. If He is, glory, hallelujah, praise be unto the Lamb of God, heaven's work's going to be done. If He's not, then by default, the enemy's going to have His way and he's going to wreak havoc on the work of the Lord. The church is going to be terribly, terribly disposed to some things that ought not be a part of the work of the Lord. So today, rather than me preaching to you about how to do the work of a deacon, the Lord God in heaven above has sent me here today to charge you how to be a deacon. Not to do the work of a deacon, but how to be a deacon. And there's a difference in that. And I'm going to prove that to you today. So here's what I want to ask every one of you to do. Give me liberty for just a few minutes' time. You can listen to this message if you want to. Uh, but I've answered a commission call uh, from the God of heaven above. Uh, Brother Keith, I was honored when you called me. I remember the call that Brother Richie Turner extended to me several years ago. Uh, Brother Chris, uh, when I was blessed to come and charge you all, uh, we had a wonderful time that day uh, and the Lord blessed. Uh, and I'm thankful that he extended that call. But let me tell you something, brother. When I turn my heart to heaven and begin to prepare for this moment, I have been commissioned by none other than the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He has put something on my heart that is for us. Understand this. I'm here to charge you. I'm here by the authority of Almighty God. I have come bearing of the gospel of a living God. I have come on commission from the King. I'm here today to declare the truth of the word of god and i'm going to share something with you brother that if you'll listen to what thus saith the word of the lord you will never be nothing but a blessing to the kingdom of god never a moment of hindrance will you ever be you'll never stand in nobody's way you'll never be a stumbling block to anybody or anything if you'll heed what thus saith the word of the lord i vividly remember The same man that led me to the Lord when I was a little nine-year-old boy just down the road at Clearbrains Baptist Church preached my charge. Brother Ray Hedrick, still a soldier of the Lord in his later years, past his pastoring time, Uh, But I love him and I'll never forget what he said to me. I'll never forget those words of encouragement that were shared with me. I still remember vividly the faces of all those that gathered out to support. I'm here to tell you we could have done this thing two years ago we might have filled this building up. We could do this thing two years from now and we might fill the building up. But I want to say this to the church and I'll move on. God bless you for pressing on. God bless you for still doing the work of the Lord. Uh, God bless you for making things happen still even in the midst of these challenging times. I understand the limitations of this cause. I don't, I don't want to take not one thing away from those uh, that are trying to pre- protect their health or anything else but I appreciate from the depths of my heart how uh, the work of the Lord still must go on. They try to do everything in the world. How uh, They'll lead singing. how uh, They'll serve on the deacon board. how uh, They'll teach a Sunday school class. how uh, They'll do everything in the world before they ever announce their call to preach but it's a calling without repentance and it just won't let go. So I'm here today just to help you. Now if the rest of you want to listen, that's all well and good. I believe you'll get something out of this. But I'm fixing to tell you some things I pray you'll never forget. I'm fixing to share with you the answer to all your problems, the challenges that you'll ever face. I promise you, I know that beyond a shadow of a... Boy, the Lord laid this on my heart. He spoke to me just as plainly as anything I've ever encountered. Uh, so I, I stand before you today with all the boldness of heaven. I stand before you today with all the love in my heart that I could ever muster up. I stand before you today with a confidence in I the Lord and Savior that redeemed me by the shed blood of the Lamb of God. I pick me up out of the miry of sin and set my feet on a solid rock and established my going uh, he who has anointed me and enabled me to do anything and everything that I've ever been able to do that would be noteworthy of anything I haven't made a name for my God help me if I've ever made a name for myself in anything, oh but I want to be remembered for he who would lift up the glorious blood stained banner of the Lord Jesus Christ and declare the grace of this glorious God we serve and share with you the hope that we still have, uh, the only hope that we have uh, in this man named Jesus. For today, he wants to teach you how to be a deacon. We find this not in 1 Timothy chapter 3, but in the book of St. John chapter number 13. And this is the beginning of a discourse that the Lord Jesus Christ had with His disciples. All the other Gospels besides the Gospel of John cover this in a very few short verses. It'll start out something along these lines, especially in the book of St. Luke chapter number 22. We find where the Lord instructs His disciples to go find an upper room that's already furnished and He says, there make ready for I'm going to come and I'm going to dine with you. I'm going to sup with you and spend some time with you. The next thing you know a few verses later we find them out in the garden of Gethsemane praying. And we don't hear a whole lot about what takes place in between. Chapter number 13 of the book of St. John all the way through chapter number 17, we find a very detailed discourse of what happened between the Lord Jesus and His disciples. And I'm going to zero in today on the very first part of this and preach it to you for just a few minutes. I'm going to share something very important that the Lord wanted every one of us to learn. And if you will learn this as a born again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, it will apply effectively to your heart and your life and your service as a deacon and as a deacon's wife, as a born again believer, as a Christian, as the saved, as a part of the blood body body of Christ it'll help in everything that we ever set out to do no matter what it is that the God of heaven calls upon us this will apply how can I be a deacon Mm. now before the feast in verse number one of chapter number 13 now before the feast of the Passover when Jesus knew that his hour was come Not that His hour would soon come, and I'll let you stand for just a minute, but I'm just going to be making my way slowly through this. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that the hour was come, that He should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved His own which were in the world, He loved them unto the end. I pray God's blessing. Lord, please be with us today. Enable us, God, to do our best to just lift you up and encourage this young couple. Uh, We're thankful, Lord, today. I know they're both not being ordained as deacons, but they certainly today are both stepping into the presence of the Lord, accepting a great high and holy call. And both of them would acknowledge that you've called them to be one, uh, and they will serve you as one. And I trust that with all my heart. I'm so thankful, Lord, today for the witness of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm thankful, God, to see how that you have ordained this hour and have touched every heart all the way uh, from every moment, every word that's been said, every gesture of love that has been exhibited here today, it has been a high and holy blessing for us to get to experience this sweet time. For it's in Jesus' sweet name we pray. and Amen. and Amen. Amen. It's a good thing I didn't let you choose which one of these we was going to preach today because there's only one of them is going to be anointed. Uh, and I guess that may be a representative of anything and everything that we ever set out to do. Uh, we think things look good sometimes and again I'm not diminishing the fact that the God of heaven has laid it on many a men's heart uh, to preach from that third chapter of 1 Timothy as he shared trying to encourage to somebody the things that are necessary in their lives to enable them to be able to serve as a called deacon of the Lord. Uh, but we want to look at the heart of the matter because the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart uh, and the Lord Jesus Christ in this particular text uh, exhibits that as well as anything that I have ever seen and I hope and pray that you'll pay attention uh, to the next few words that I share with you. Uh, So the next verse says that after supper being ended uh, and the Lord had said this, He knew uh, that the time of His departure was at hand. Uh, We know how that He had said on many occasions uh, that He must soon go. Uh, And He knew that it wasn't long. Uh, He knew that there would be a moment uh, that He'd have to return to the Father. Uh, He knew there would come a time uh, that His mission here in this world uh, would come to an end. Uh, He knew very soon uh, uh, that, that, that that all things would come full circle and the 33 to third years that the Lord Jesus had spent here in this world was about to come to pass. But here he said, he knew that the time had come. Not was going to come, not had already passed by, but he said that he knew that the time had come. Brother, when we're done here, I've already told you this, you're going to be an ordained deacon. You're not going to be preparing for this uh, for the next 20 years. It's going to be get and go, all right? Uh, We're going to be be done with this thing. And the church, by every right, by your willingness to accept this great calling, uh, the church has every right to expect you to be a deacon today. So what's that going to look like? Oh, there's some important things that we need to look at. Very hurriedly, we'll make our way through these, okay? So supper being ended, the Lord knowing that the time of His departure was at hand. Supper being ended, and look at that, the devil now had put into the heart of Jesus Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray Him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into His hand and that He was come from God and went to God, He had one more thing He needed to do. He knew that His time had come. He had gathered His disciples together For what we will forever refer to as the Last Supper or as the Lord's Supper. Uh, And they spent that time together. Uh, He said, with desire, I have desire to eat this with you. Uh, So he had a desire in his heart uh, to spend this time with them. He knew that this was going to be the last time. Uh, He knew these moments were going to have to count for everything. He knew that this would be uh, the greatest and most sacred and most solemn investment that he had ever made in anybody's heart. So I want you to look at what he did and brother I know you understand this today I can tell by your testimony I can tell by the spirit of God that bears witness in the life that you live uh, that you take this with utmost gravity and seriousness of the high and holy calling that the God of heaven has put on your life I have said this so many times I've been blessed uh, to get to travel all the way to the Philippines with brother Chris back there uh, and brother Keith And what a joy that the Lord has allowed us to experience uh, as we have seen these things together and it becomes especially evident to me I uh, when I'm in a place like that uh, that I may never get to do that again and he puts me in front of people uh, and I never thought I'd ever get to preach another charge uh, at New Liberty Baptist Church uh, and I'm not preaching to the exact oh I am too brother I'm preaching to the same boys you understand that I'm still oh the gospel still needs to penetrate your heart as much as it did all those many years ago and I charge you two boys are uh, the same as we did then are uh, there's something we're going to zero in on here in a minute uh, that needs to be a part of every breath that you breathe so when I do these things like mission work and, and like today I know this, is, this may be the only, I, surely this will be the only time I'll ever get a preacher charge to you when you're being ordained as a deacon so I want to I want to make it count don't you think our Savior wanted to make it count last time what was on his mind brother Clarence last time Last time he's going to be with them, what do you want to leave them with? The Last Supper. They call it that for a reason. The Last Supper. The Last Encounter. Something worthy to instill in their hearts that would remain with them not just the rest of their lives, but as a living testimony that still permeates and influences everything we do today as believers more than 2,000 years later. Pretty important, wasn't it? I'm telling you, preacher... You sure are hanging us out over this thing. Well, you, let, Let's get into it, can we? You're going to be surprised to find that the punchline is going to be the closing remarks of today's sermon. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with you. It's just simple what I've got to say and what the Lord's laid on my heart. You, so he riseth from supper. They've done what they've come together to do as far as breaking bread together. And it says that He rose from supper, the Lord of lords and the King of kings. The word that was made flesh and dwelt among us the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth God incarnate Uh, He the living God rose from supper He the living God stated that He knew that His time had come Uh, He the Lord of lords and the King of kings of the Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end of the first and the last of the biggest of all stood before them that day and acknowledge that I stand before you with the most urgent and most important admonition that I will ever give you. Right. Hey. Bless, you Bless you more. Hang on a little tighter. Just a little tighter. This is important. Men are hard-headed. Sometimes you'll get it And have to remind him later so pay close attention he may be a nervous wreck and may not get half what i've got to say so he's going to count on you to help him with this a little bit later on and and, and i promise you brother there'll be a time it may be 10 years down the road uh, but she's going to kick you in the shin and she's going to say brother dean don't you remember what the preacher said today you were ordained And he won't say, oh me, A, me amen, he'll say, oh me.
1: Yeah.
5: The creator of the universe rose from supper. All power in heaven and in earth given to him to do whatsoever that he chose to do. And he laid aside his garments. That's huge, folks. I understand there was a natural display of physically removing the outer garments because he was preparing himself to do something. But I want you to know something. He laid aside all the glory of the rights of a king of kings to be lord over all things to do what he was about to do. Because what he was about to do is exhibit the complete will of the very heart of the Lord of lords. He laid aside his garments. Can we be spiritual about that for just a minute? He laid aside his garments and he girded himself with a towel. And after that... Now understand this, guys. He's fixing to do the work of a servant. Not just a slave, not just a servant, but the lowliest of servants. Not only did he lay aside his garments, not only did he take a towel, not only did he gird himself with that towel, but the next thing that he did might have even been attributed to yet another servant, but he did it himself. Uh He took a pitcher of water. And he began to wash the disciples' feet with the towel wherewith he had girded himself. He began to do the work of a servant with the garments of a servant. He had laid aside the garments of a king and, and took up the garments of a servant and began to do the work of a servant with the garments of a servant. Are you getting an idea about how to be a deacon? Yeah,
6: come
1: on,
5: Then cometh Simon Peter. Oh, Peter. I got to preach the good side of Peter today <laughs> at the home church. I got to preach the winning side. I got to preach the side after he'd done all these knucklehead moves and stuck his foot in his mouth just about everywhere he turned. He turned out pretty good, by the way, on down the road somewhere. He actually was doing good then, too. It was just a part of God's will to shape his life. And Brother Keith, by the way, first ordination services, all the stumbling and stuttering that we think we do, that's part of what Peter had to go through just to get us to the place where God could really use us down the road. So Jesus answered, or or Simon came to him and he said, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered, You will never serve me. You are my Lord. You will never be my servant. And I'm going to tell you something, there's some deacon boards out here that just keep churches tore all to pieces because they want to keep their robe of righteousness wrapped tight around them and never lay it aside to put on the garment of a servant. If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Hello. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, then, then don't wash only my feet, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew that which should betray him, and therefore he said, You're not all clean. After he'd washed their feet, he'd taken his garments and was set down again, and he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? He said to them, Do do you know what I just did? Do, Do you really know what I just did? And and not only do you know what I did, and if you all want to be making your way up, whoever's going to sing here in a minute, because I know Brother Keith's going to go ahead and let us close this service out today. But he said, do you know what I've done? Well, he's going to tell us. He said, you call me Master and Lord, and you say well. I am here in just a minute till the day this man dies unless he announces call to preach (laughs) he will be called deacon and you rightly do so it's an honor and can I say this to New Liberty Baptist Church thank you for bestowing that honor upon the hearts of worthy men and their sweethearts for it's a precious calling so he said you call me Lord and Master and in doing so you do well if I then your Lord and Master have washed your feet ought ye not also to do that for one here's the title of today's message in verse number 15 Chris roll that one over I have given you an example Brother Dean will you give the Lord God in heaven above the privilege to say that again Will you give him the honor to forever faithfully be able to stand before New Liberty Baptist Church, before your deacons, before your pastor and and the rest of your deacon board? For you understand there are three tables to serve. The table of your pastor, uh, the tables of the church, and then of course the tables of the widows and orphans as we serve as deacons. Will you brother, will will you be able to live your life in such a way that the God of heaven can stand before this church and say this one more time, I give you an example. I give you an example. And brother, don't think they're not watching. As goes the deacons, men, so goes the church. I mean that with all my heart. If you all are in it, they'll be in it. If you all are committed to it, they'll be committed to it. If you all are sold out to the cause of the cross of Calvary, they'll be sold out to the cause of the cross of Calvary. So Brother Keith, you want this church to get whipped into shape, preach to these deacons every chance you get, Brother. It is my honor and it is my privilege today to leave this with you for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done unto you that you would do as I have done unto you being humble servant brother just serve the Lord do all that you can to be on your knees humble in the presence of the Lord and before God's people never lording over anybody but just being an example of the cross of Calvary that the Lord may finish up by saying this verily verily I say unto you that the servant is no greater than his Lord neither is he that Is sent greater than he that sent him. He that is sent is never greater, but God has called you to serve. I'm through preaching now. Hallelujah.
1: Good
5: message.
6: Good message. Yes, what a blessing.
0: What a blessing. Takes me back several years stirs up emotions and feelings. I can still see that spot back there Brother Dean that I fixed on and never took my eye off of it. I had no idea the direction I was going. Brother Tim led me in the charge that he preached me, knowing that I had a responsibility, not just to the church and, and, and to his pastor, but to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Amen. Christ. Yes. Him first above all, all right. you have responsibility. Amen. And I know from the, from the bottom of my heart, from the time we spent together as, as not only just friends, but brothers in Christ, I know you're right. For right. right. Uh I, There is no doubt in my mind that it's time. So just so, for that time, I would like to ask a motion from the council that we find him sound not only in faith, Mm -hmm. but to serve God Almighty in all that he does. Do I hear a motion?
5: Brother moderator, I so move.
0: Brother Tim Inkelbarger makes a motion. Do I hear a second? Second. Second from Wesley Percival. You getting closer, Brother Dean, of your heart. At this time, Kim, if you would, uh, before we have the uh, benediction prayer by Brother Wesley Percival, and and we ask the church to uh, uh, release this council, uh, I want her to sing for us just one more time, if you would, and and, uh, before we close out today's service. Before we close out
1: today's service. (laughs)
0: We have one more thing to do, but before I do this, I want to I want to turn to the council if I can. And as I look at every one of you guys, uh, each and every one of you has played a special part in my heart. Somewhere along the way, Wes uh, used to play basketball. Man. And now he's a pastor. Brother Tim... You and I, I've told this church many times, uh, you drug this old boy to a lot of places. Uh, got to see and do a lot of things. Uh, little did we know you were honing the tools for what God had his purpose for me to do.
1: Yeah. Amen. I didn't know that. But it happened. Right. Amen. He touched me. Amen.
0: I thank you for that. Eugene, Tony, Clarence, the rest you guys, I just can't do it
1: without
0: you. Right. Can't do it without you. So I want to shake your hand this evening if I can. Let mm-hmm. you know just how much I love you and how much you mean to me in my life. Mm-hmm. Because I'll just tell you, if we can't do this through brotherly love and, and, and show God's people just how special we are to each other,
1: we're not much too much. Right. Yeah. Right. Can we work
0: I'd like to ask a motion from the church that we accept Brother Dean as an ordained deacon. Not only to this church.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To Almighty God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to hear a motion for the church. We have a motion back there, Brother Jeremy. Do I hear a second?
3: I second.
0: Also, to release the council. And to adjourn this business. The benediction prayer. Yeah. Our brother Wesley Purcell. After this is over, you're at liberty to go. Brother Weston.
3: Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we yes. come before you this afternoon blessed. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be here today to experience all that we have seen and heard. Thank you for this brother and his companion. Thank you for their, uh, their heart to accept your call. Lord, thank you for the church. Lord, to put faith in them, to trust them. Father, I have been blessed this afternoon, just to sit here and watch him and his wife sit and hold each other's hands during this very special, very spiritual time. God, no doubt they're going to need that yeah. going forward. Oh yeah. And God, I'm asking you to hold their hand. Yes, please, Lord. And I know, God, that you will. Yes, you will. And Lord, I know that. God, as you said, Satan desires to have you, Peter, yes. that he may sift you as wheat. Yes. And God, no doubt, he lies around every corner as an enemy, an adversary, yes. sneaky, cunning, crafty, yes. subtle. God, I ask you to protect this couple. I ask you to protect the church, protect their testimony, their ministry, the work that you call them to do. God, just lay your hand on them and on everything that they do. Yes, God, walk yes. with them every day, and yes. I pray they'll seek your face yes. and walk with you. God, you let us share this morning. We've been saved to serve. Thank you for the good work. Yes. And I'm glad that the work is still good. Yes. Even in the middle of a pandemic, yes. God, the oh, work yes. still good. Yes. Yes. Bless Keith, bless Kathy, Lord, bless the church. and. Father, thank you for the privilege today to be here with friends. And Lord, have meant a lot to us and mean a lot to us in our life. And Lord, I pray your blessing on each and every one. God, go with us. God, I pray for safety, for care. Yeah. And God, that you'll keep our lives in the palm of your hand. And Lord, us yeah. as your servants each and every day, that God, we all might strive to be that example yeah. for each other. And God, most of all, to a world that's on their way to a devil's hell in yeah. dire need of a Savior. Help us to point them to the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His name we pray. Amen. 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 we ready to go. Thank you, Amen.
0: everyone, for coming out and being part of this. God bless your heart. Yes. Until the next appointed time.
3: You too, guys.
0: the fire.